Cannabis Heals Me Podcast, Episode 71. You're listening to the Cannabis Heals Me Podcast, where we explore the real stories of real people who have discovered the profound healing properties of the cannabis plant in their own lives. Find more at CannabisHealsMe.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. This is your host, Rachel Kennerly, and we're recording once again from the Storybook in Studios, which, spoiler alert, is not really a studio so much as it is a home office, but it sounds so much better when I call it the Storybook in Studios, doesn't it? That sounds a lot better than the Storybook in Home Office. Nobody wants to hear a podcast coming from a home office. But now that you've had that little peek behind the curtain. Maybe you want another peek behind the Rachel Kennerly curtain. I'm not sure why you would want to see behind that curtain. It's not pretty back there. (laughs) Because mostly I just pile all the crap behind the curtain. (laughs) But if you're interested in hearing more about me, maybe you're missing listening to me twice a week. I miss talking to you guys twice a week, but I just don't have time. So if you miss listening or hearing the sound of my voice for whatever reason, you can go check out my appearance on some other podcasts that I've done recently. And you can go check out Ben Pangy's podcast at homesteadsandhomeschools.com. I was on episode 30. He and I talked about kind of my journey to homeschooling and a couple other things and about homeschooling in general. Also recently appeared on the Sounds Like Liberty podcast with Nikki P., and his lovely wife, Liz, who doesn't talk nearly enough. But, you know, Nick's there to take up all the oxygen in the room. So how can't she get a word in edgewise? I don't know. Anyway, you can listen to that appearance. It sounds like liberty.com. And then finally, I was recently invited to talk to Eric Haler on his podcast, The Rebel with a Cause. You can find that podcast at facebook.com slash rebel with a cause podcast. And that episode hasn't come out yet, but it should be coming out soon. And I've mentioned this next thing previously on another episode, but I wanted to bring it up again. I was recently invited to have the Cannabis Heals Me podcast appear on the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. That features podcasts from Nikki P. and Ben Pangy, a podcast that they call Free Markets, Green Earth, where they talk about environmental issues from kind of a libertarian perspective. The Homesteads and Homeschools podcast, where Ben Piangi talks to homesteaders and homeschools. This Week in Liberpods, which is a weekly feast of new libertarian and voluntarist podcast. If you're looking for new content, you could go check out This Week in Liberpods and see if you find the next greatest thing that you want to listen to. And then also The Culture of Peace, which is a podcast by anarchist Luke Tatum, where he talks to luminaries and interesting personalities in the liberty movement, working toward peace in the real world. So if you're interested in a nice variety of podcasts focusing on liberty and peace, go check out the Liberty Hippie Network, H-I-P-P-I-E. Our guest today is Mark Clare. He is host of one of the shows over on the Lions of Liberty podcast feed. The Lions of Liberty is a joint effort among Mark Clare, Brian McWilliams, and John Odermatt. On Monday, Mark interviews leaders in the libertarian movement. On Wednesdays, Brian comes on to give us his interpretation of current events. On Fridays, former guest John Odermatt from way back on episode 22 comes on to expose the brokenness of the American criminal justice system. 
Mark is coming on to talk to us about a recent mini-documentary that was put out that gives us a little history on how the Lions of Liberty came to be. So without further delay, let's welcome Mark to the show. Hey, I'm pleased to welcome to the show today Mark Clare of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Mark, glad to have you on. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Now, your podcast is actually one of the first ones that I started listening to when I kind of started my path to a more liberty-based mindset. That's awesome. And you you are actually coming on the show today to talk about a mini documentary. How in the world did it even get started? Uh, well, basically, you know, we, we went to Porkfest last year. Uh, that's the Porcupine Freedom Festival in New Hampshire. And uh, we had a great time. It was put on by, uh, well, it's put on by the Free State Project, but it was specifically run by our, our good friend Roger Paxton and his wife Jessica, who uh, um, they, they basically ran the whole event. He's uh, He, of course, is the host of the Lava Flow podcast. And we've been friends for years, so it was great to go out there last year and, and meet him in person and meet a whole bunch of uh, you know other libertarians, fellow libertarian podcasters, fans of the show. Uh, so we made a push to go back this year once again. And this is all really thanks to uh, the amazing supporters we have of our podcast, our, our Patreon supporters, of, of which you are, of course, one of. And, um, you know, it's really been an awesome uh, experience to be able to just meet other people and have other people pay us to go meet other people, you know. So, so yeah. covering those events has been a big part of our growth. So this year we really wanted to uh, uh, get get more out of it. The last year we did podcasts, some live podcasts and recorded some other podcasts, but we wanted to do more this year. And uh, a good friend of ours who's, you know, been a, a fan of the show and, and he is also a podcaster himself. His name is Dan Smots, and he uh, runs his own production company called Goulash Films. And, uh, you know, he wanted to go to Porkfest, too, because, you know, he's a libertarian and he wanted to get some uh, some of his own content so he kind of approached us with the idea look if you guys bring me to Porkfest and pay for my way there and and you know get me there I'll shoot some content for you and I'll produce like a little mini documentary so that was kind of the the deal we made with him it's a little behind the scenes tale but uh he's yeah. very he's very talented and, and we love uh everything we've seen from him um he's he's been a you know someone who's done a lot of our graphics he's done the introduction from our show before and uh we know he always delivers a great product so we were excited to do that and uh he really did deliver uh, you know the it's really even blue away the expectations that I had, which were already really high. So we're really excited to produce this. Um, and basically, it tells the story of how we became together as podcasters. Um, you know, it's a, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but basically, we met in college and then years later sort of came together um, under the shared um, excitement of the campaign of Ron Paul, who was, of course, out there speaking in a very bold way, uh, bravely about the ideas of liberty and, and really saying some things that were not popular in the political lexicon. So he yeah. really in, inspired us to become active and outspoken that led to us starting a website lions of liberty of course the lion is uh we all went to penn state so that's that's, uh, that's where the lion comes from from the nittany lion so we sort of adopted that the, the lions of liberty and it also is very fitting for how passionate we are about the ideas of liberty we, we're always out there roaring in some way for these ideas so um that eventually led me to start the podcast because um i, I was just listening to podcasts all the time and i, I couldn't even find this is, might sound crazy but i couldn't even find libertarian podcast like there were a couple of interview shows uh, Lou Rockwell did some interviews Robert Wenzel did a few this is like six or seven years ago but there there wasn't like really regular consistent libertarian podcast that you could just find so I just decided all right well if this is what I want to hear I should just create it because it's not there so uh, I started on this little venture to start a libertarian podcast uh, ended up bringing in um, John and Brian who I had started uh, the website with and they have now spun off and, and do their own shows of course you know uh, John and Felony Friday here were very well 
And uh, yeah, yeah the, their work has been so important in our growth and to reach different kinds of people because we all have very different styles and tones and different voices, different opinions even on certain things. So I, I think um, the fact that we can definitely appeal to different types of people, uh, I think it's really helped our growth and, and helped you know to get the ideas of liberty in front of more people. And importantly, which is really part of what we hope to do with this mini documentary, is to inspire other people. And I mean, you even said this is one of the first shows you listen to. I, I can mm-hmm. I, I can name you know probably a dozen people off the top of my head that started podcasts because of Lions of Liberty. And there, there's just nothing I like hearing more than that because that's quite literally the reason we started the show. Uh, it's to inspire other people in these ideas, to get them interested, to get them excited, and, uh, and hopefully to turn them into more passionate advocates for the ideas of liberty. So the more people that are doing things in their own way, even if someone starts a podcast and has 13 listeners, I don't care, uh, that's 13 people that are listening to your voice about the ideas of liberty. And that might be 13 people that go start their own thing because of it. So there's there's nothing you can do that's too small. There's nothing, um, there's there's no amount of people you can reach that is too low a number. I think we all have an impact. And uh, so that, that's what we, that's what we uh, are attempting to do here with the podcast and with the, do- the mini documentary to really just show people who we are, uh, what we're doing, um, kind of, you know, maybe reach an audience we hadn't before and show people that we're just regular people. It's really very much a behind the scenes of, of our story and um, of our trip to Porkfest and get people excited about not just our podcast, but also going to events like Porkfest um, and that whole thing. As always, our mission is to get people really excited about the ideas of liberty and, and turn people into uh, passionate advocates for those ideas. So any way we can do that, uh, we're always looking to experiment and try new things. And this is just, just our latest crack at it. Well, I've got to say, I watched the documentary because, you know, I'm a Patreon subscriber. So I got to a little sneak yes. peek before the, always get before the it went live. That's right. Before it went live to the rest of the world. And and it was really good quality production. You just, you know, you never know when you're on a, some of these things you can be kind of, yeah. But <laughs> right. I mean, it was, it's, it's really slick. It looks really good. I was impressed with it. So good, good on y'all. Thank you. Well, that, all that credit goes to Dan, because I mean, we really did nothing. He just asked us some questions and shot footage of us, and he produced the whole thing out of his own mind and his own creativity, and we gave him really no instruction. We just trusted him to do whatever he felt, and it, it really turned out awesome. So if anybody needs any uh, video production at all done, uh, reach out to Dan Smots, uh, find Goulash Films, and you will not be disappointed. All right. I'll put a link to, of course, I'll put a link to the Lines of Liberty page, but also to Goulash Films on awesome. the show notes for today's episode. Now, you mentioned earlier that you guys sometimes have differing opinions. You want to mention one of those one of those kind of hot button topics that you guys butt heads on? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how how deep our differences are, but I just think we take you know different maybe approaches to certain topics. Um, I mean, on a recent show, actually, on our our latest Democratic debate recap, you know, uh, Brian, who one of our contributors, and Howie, one of our contributors. Well, Brian is the host of Electric Liberty Land, and then Howie's a you know very regular contributor. He's actually the person that first inspired me uh, to learn about libertarianism. Uh, they kind of got into a disagreement about Venezuela, and you know, Howie was contending. You know that that while obviously socialism has caused a lot of the problems, like our U.S. interventions have also been very problematic, and you know may have increased the sort of path to you know all the bad things going on in that country more so than if they were left alone. Where Brian kind of took the stance that you know no, it's all the socialism and our, the interventions weren't really a factor. I mean that that's more kind of interpreting data and giving your own opinion. I, I think at the core base of things, we probably really do agree on the morality of you know the ideas of liberty and that sort of thing. There just might be issues here and there that you know, that we just take different approaches to more than anything else. Well, it's not uncommon for libertarians to have disagreements no, about not particular at all. <laughs> areas. 
It, it would be even more rare if you guys agreed on everything, honestly. Right, exactly. And I, I think that's one thing that's great about the libertarians and the libertarian mindset is that we're always uh, we're always debating our own ideas. Uh, you know, we're always open to uh, maybe I say we. I mean, uh, not everybody is. <laughs> Sometimes people are yeah. close-minded, but for the most part, anybody that got to these ideas got there because they were open-minded to new ideas. Because these aren't. This is not the way the world is presented to us. Uh, so mm-hmm. anybody that got to this point must have at some point in their life uh, sort of been open-minded enough to have their views challenged. So, you know, occasionally you find someone who is literally uh, raised in a libertarian household, but that's that's pretty rare. Uh, so most yeah. people had to challenge their views to get to these views. So I think that's why you know it's more common that you'll see libertarians. I think you know have more internal debates and really that we're just trying to strive for truth more than win an argument necessarily. Well, one of the things I really like about you guys is is that you're so welcoming and supportive of other people that want to kind of get out there and do their own thing as far as podcasting goes. Because some people can be a little competitive and insular, but I've always found you guys very excited and glad to see other people getting the message out. And I really appreciate that about the three of y'all. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that again, that's why we do this to inspire people. So, I mean, I guess you could technically say that any other podcast, well, not just libertarian podcast, any other podcast period is, is technically competition for, because, uh, you know, we, people only have so much time they can, you know, put something in their earbuds and, and in, during their day. So anybody that's producing anything is competition for, for, for us to, uh, you know, to some extent, but that's not really the way we view it. And I think podcasting is in many ways a different kind of community where you're, we're sort of helping each other out. I mean, we're all in this together as far as I'm concerned. If if someone finds, you know, finds my show and then ends up, uh, you know, going down the path and finding some other shows they like more and listens to mine less, like, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not I mean, I'm not upset by that. I realize that some, some people are going to be reached differently by, you know, certain voices and by certain takes on things. And I'm just happy if people stay on the path and keep, you know, engaged in these ideas. Uh, of course, I would love it if everybody listened to Lions of Liberty, uh, number one, but, you know, I know that's just not the reality, especially of podcasting. It's, it's very much about niching down and finding your very specific specific version of your audience. So uh, I realize that Lions of Liberty is not going to be that specific version that is the you know, top for everybody, but uh, I hope it is for enough people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, I think also, the, again, the fact that we have these sort of different voices and these different take on things while sort of having a, a unified voice in, in a sense as well uh, and a unified community within all that uh, has really helped our growth. And really, I think that the community that we have as friends and as fellow podcasters has really helped to, uh, you know, make other people feel also involved in that same community, which is really just the goal to create a larger community to broaden the liberty community and to get more people more excited to be creating their own communities within this now you guys were actually one of the first variety shows available in the libertarian persuasion right okay yeah i mean as far as i know i I mean i guess it all depends how you define variety show but i think we were really the first ones to take a currently successful show which was just my podcast and then have spinoffs within the same actual podcast feed so you can just click lines of liberty you don't have to search you know three different show titles, uh, although we are toying with possibly, you know, having some individual feeds in addition. Uh, but really that way, you know, you have, you have everything right there. You, you click subscribe on Lions of Liberty and you get, you know, you get your variety, you get your rotation. And, uh, so I, I mean, and now there are some other podcasts out there that have sort of dabbled in sort of becoming a network. We don't really call ourselves a network, but it's really just semantics at the end of the day. Uh, we're producing right. a bunch of podcasts and we want you to come listen to all of them, some of them, whatever works. And I think, I think the variety, uh, you know, is, is really big in terms of, you know, just just enabling us to reach a broader audience. 
But there's really more than just the three shows nowadays, right? Because you have like the Libertarians and Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. Is that like a separate thing or is that, do y'all do that on one of your normal days? Oh, uh, you know, it fluctuates. I mean, right now, right now, the our, what we call our Libertarians and Living Rooms Drinking Liquor, it's kind of like our, our loosey-goosey roundtable format. And that's kind of like a, a, a format that sort of floats between all three shows. So it'll end up on my show. I'll do a, something in that format. Brian, I'll do something in that format. John, I'll do something in that format all within our shows. And it's, it's sort of like, in some ways, the connective tissue <laughs> that, that keeps us all together. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's where our contributors sort of intersperse and cross-pollinate across the different shows. So people that listen to all of the Lions of Liberty shows across a few months really get to know sort of the whole Lions of Liberty crew and gets to hear our voices in sort of different environments. Uh, so I think that's a really cool aspect of things. It's almost like, um, you know, if you get really invested in, in a TV show and then there's a bunch of spinoffs and you're one of those geeks that knows all the inside jokes about all the spinoffs, um, you know, you can, you can have that with Lions of Liberty. And there are people that have been listening for years that really get a lot of the inside humor that we have on a lot, on a lot of these shows. And then that seeps even more over into our Patreon, um, which is our, our group of our paid supporters. And uh, they got a ton of bonus content as well, as you know. And, uh, you know, uh, the jokes continue there. And we really let loose and, and have even more fun uh, on the Patreon shows. So, again, any way we can connect with people. And I think humor is a great way to do that. Uh, making people feel like they're part of your community, like they're sort of in on the jokes. Uh, that's all part of just reaching people. And we're, we're always looking to reach people, you know. No, no matter, you know, and that really part of that is really becoming, you know, more of ourselves. I think that's a really hard thing as a podcast host, when you, especially when you're first starting out, you're trying to just be a host and it can feel unnatural at first. Um, but the more we go on and the more and I think that's also been a big aspect of all being friends for so long is that when we're on these shows and, and doing these um, you know, these group shows together, we're all very comfortable because it's really just like we're hanging out because it's totally natural. Whereas, you know, if I have a guest on and never met before, you don't have that necessarily same chemistry. You're just, you know, right. you, you've just spoken for the first time. You're just doing an interview. Uh, but there's definitely a different level of chemistry on, on these shows where we all get together. Now, I actually got a chance to meet you and John and New Orleans last year. Are you guys planning on making it to Austin in 2020? Um... I believe so. Yes. Uh, of course, everything depends on our Patreon support, but right now it's looking good. So that that's a big thing we want to do. We do we did go to the Libertarian National Convention, as you mentioned, in, in uh, 2018. That was an awesome event. And again, just like Porkfest, it's just so amazing to get out there and meet other libertarians, other people involved in this movement, and realize that they're real people. And, you know, put names, fames, uh, fames, uh, faces to names, names to faces, and all that great stuff. Uh, so we are planning to try to come to Austin 2020. We'd love to go back to Porkfest as well. There's also a little event being put on by some podcasters called called Childerberg happening in the Austin area around yeah. the same time. So we want to get to everything. It's just a matter of time and money. And, you know, we all have lives. We all have jobs outside of this. This is not pay- paying the bills for anybody. Uh, so it really just depends. But but it is the top of our priorities uh, for next year is going to Austin. I mean, it's going to be a pretty wild and, and uh, crazy convention, I think. So we're definitely uh, definitely shooting that for that. And if we can uh, raise the funds, we'll, you know, shoot some more great video content like we did, did at Porkfest. Uh, again, it all depends on the support of our Patreon subscribers. We don't put money into this podcast and we don't take money out whatever we get is what goes into the show so i mean uh basically the market is what decides you know what what comes out of us so we're hoping to get there and we're hoping to bring the whole crew we're hoping to do video we're hoping to do the whole shebang yeah austin's not too far from me it's only about four or five hour drive so i'm hoping well i plan on making it because i'm gonna be a delegate oh yeah you have no you have no excuse you're close enough you gotta you gotta make it yeah absolutely okay so where can folks find this documentary if they want to watch it 
Well, I had a feeling you might ask, so I specifically <laughs> yesterday created a special, very easy-to-remember URL to go find this documentary. You can find it at lionsofliberty.com slash livefree. The documentary is called And Live Free. That's sort of a, a part of our sign-off for the end of the show, which, which fans of the show know. Uh, it's called And Live Free, The Lions of Liberty Story. So just lionsofliberty.com slash livefree. You can also find it on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Those are all slash lionsofliberty, so youtube.com slash lionsofliberty of liberty facebook.com slash lions of liberty uh but you know the easiest way just go to lions of liberty.com slash live free perfect now this is a show about cannabis so i would be remiss if i didn't ask you at least one question about cannabis now you're in california right i am and i've kind of heard that california has blown up their market with all the taxes and stuff when they went wreck and I didn't know if you maybe you had a comment on that or if you'd seen anything locally that you might want to share with folks. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think a big uh, issue that people are talking about here is you know, ever since legalization and legalization, how it's usually presented now is kind of a double edged sword because part of these bills are usually, you know, decriminalizing, you know, personal possession, um, getting people out of jail that were previously there for for cannabis possession. Uh, that's all. all you know, great stuff, but it usually becomes coupled with regulations uh, that often make it more difficult, um, you know, for for regular people to get into the business of cannabis. So now there are, there are licenses, uh, there are heavy taxes on those uh, productions uh, of cannabis, and, and so anybody that's legally involved in the cannabis market has to spend a lot more money uh, than they used to, and that of course leads to higher prices, and that of course leads to the black market existing and returning. So yeah. um, you know, in, in many ways, there is a, still a black market. Market in cannabis, and I think you know the part of it is is just these these regulations and people being driven to you know if you can get the same product for half the price outside of the store and it's decriminalized, well then you're going to do that. Uh, but you know the problem is the state of California. They still have cannabis raids. They have drug raids. They recently had some cannabis raids on, you know, non-licensed, you know, cannabis producers. So mm-hmm. while legalization sounds good, uh, you know, uh, it's not fully legal in the sense that you can just do it. Um, the fact that people are still being arrested for any kind of cannabis use or production, I, I find appalling. So uh, I, I'm happy for the progress that the state has made. I'm happy that it's become normalized in many ways, that that people aren't being sent to jail simply for owning the plant. And um, But, you know, there are there are major problems that come along with this, of course. Yeah, I guess my biggest beef with it is people that pass this are more left leaning, but they don't pass it from a, a perspective of this is about bodily autonomy. You ought to be able to choose what you put in your body and not let the government tell you what to do. It's always they pass it as a cash grab. We're going to charge all these taxes and make all this money right. on it. That's what you hear from every everybody. They always say, oh, think of all the money we'll get for schools. I'm like, well, the government sucks at schools, so I'm not sure I'm that excited about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that their answer is always throw more money at it and they're going to figure out some way to extract it from people as much as they can. Sure. There, there's a big presumption that that money equals good at all times with, for, with a large majority of people, especially out here. Yeah, and if they would just get out of the way and let the free market do what it needs to do, the the cannabis industry would be in a lot better shape over there. Just say it's legal to possess and get your hands off. But of course, then people don't get to rig the system. And then that is, of course, the basis for all regulation. It's rigging the system in, in some way or another. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, now that I have thrown out my token cannabis question, all right. I'll let you go because I know you got a busy evening and I appreciate you coming on and talking about the show. And uh, certainly sure recommend folks to go out and check out that show, lionsofliberty.com slash live free. It's a great quality product. And if you're looking to get some production done, you need to reach out to Dan over at Goulash Films. Absolutely. 
Any parting words of wisdom for us, Mark? Of course. My parting words of wisdom are that if you're at all interested in the ideas of liberty, if you maybe for first hearing about our show from this show, to uh, go check us out. Lions of Liberty. Uh, Again, we're Lions of Liberty everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, uh, we're really easy to find. So maybe give our podcast one of a listen and, you know, see what you think. But uh, other than that, my my other parting words are, of course, that I would like everybody out there to live long and live free. Sounds great, Mark. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel. Bye. Show notes for today's episode can be found out at CannabisHealthSme.com slash 7-1. We will be back here next week with another healing story. Until then, you guys have a great week. Thanks a lot for listening. Hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode of the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you're using. Do you have a suggestion for a guest on Cannabis Heals Me? Send an email to podcast at CannabisHealsMe.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please do not take any information from Cannabis Heals Me or its guests as medical advice. Contact your licensed physician before taking cannabis or using it for medical treatments.